Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the final fallout bar of this PDC World Championships. Of course, we're going to be here all year throughout all the biggest majors, but this is our final instant reaction show from the PDC World Championships at Alexandra Palace. Myself, Jack Gobby-Garwin, joined by Charlie and hopefully Dan, if he can get uh, his camera working on the back end. Uh, if he does, we'll add him into the show as soon as we can. Charlie, it seems like you've been on the majority of these shows. You, me, you and Cam have, have held up the bulk of the work, mate. Um, so it's only fair that you're on the last one. And, and what a semi-final day we've got to talk about. Yeah, definitely. And look, I think the results were probably what we kind of expected. Um, but the drama was was incredible. I mean, you know, Michael Smith is, is going from strength to strength at the moment and he's proven a lot of people wrong. And that that last game was exceptional um, to break records in the way that it did. And for Peter Wright just to hang on in the end, it was, uh, you know, it had everything in it. But, um, you know, we've got an incredible uh, show to talk to talk you all through um, to look ahead to, to tomorrow's final. Yeah, we do indeed. And what a final we have in store. Um, I, I presume that you know everything that's happened uh, up until this moment, if you're watching this show, because this is an instant reaction from this evening. But obviously there will be a different name on the Sid Waddell Trophy this year. Not necessarily a new one, Charlie, before the start of the night, but most definitely a different one. Gerwin Price defeated last night by um, Michael Smith in thrilling fashion. Um, including that nine data hit by Gerwin Price. Um, and of course, he's been talking a little bit on social media once again. Um, today, he's been suggesting that we move the world championships around. Um, not really sure I agree with that one. No, I don't agree with that one at all. Um, I think he's he's just dis he's bitterly disappointed, isn't he, about the performance and and, you know, that he's just hanging on to something that that probably doesn't need to be talked about now. He just needs to move on and and start his preparations for twenty twenty two. But um, look, Michael Smith is, yeah, he's in incredible form at the moment, and it's a result that you know you could see coming. It is indeed. I mentioned who else has joined us throughout um, the week on the show. Cam, we've had Luke. He's from the northeast. You think you are? This man truly is from the northeast. Dan, for the first time in 2022, for the first time in this World Championships. Hello, buddy. How are you? Happy New Year. Uh, uh, Happy New Year. I'm very well, thank you. It's um, it's it's uh, it's absolutely remarkable to finally be back. I can't believe we've managed to get to semi-finals night before I've made it onto a show. I've been um, lucky enough to to holiday both sides of Christmas, which I'm, I don't want to brag about, but. It's, yeah, right. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's, <laughs> just just drop that one into the conversation, of, Dan. Um, yeah, it's somewhat taken me out of proceedings. So it's been um, 
after watching most of the tournament hunched over an iPad on really poor Wi-Fi, it's been amazing to finally sort of sit sit in front of my TV or on my sofa and, and enjoy a really, really good night of darts and, and be back with you all to chat about it. And that's exactly what it was, by the way. A really, really good night of darts. Let's get straight into the action. I'm a little bit conscious of how late we have started the show tonight, but we're no doubt going to sit and chat about these a fair bit. Um, the semi-final lineup was Michael Smith versus James Wade and Peter Wright versus Gary Anderson. It was an all-England clash, followed by an all-Scotland clash. Um, and it, we started with the England clash. Maliki says, it's Dan who's miles ahead of me in the online darts fantasy Premier League. Maliki, I think everybody's miles ahead of you, which, by the way, we're going to get on to shortly um, because, spoiler alert, I think I'm about to win it. <laughs> not, not that I want to brag. I'm currently in fifth place, but I've looked who's above me. I've looked who's left. I've looked triple captains wise, and I think I'm about to win this. So, uh, oh, so are you talking everyone. about darts? Are you talking about fantasy darts? Oh, that is he on about the football? About... Oh, yeah, you're 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 a triad in the football, though, Dan. We know you are. Nah, see, I'm smashing that, mate. I'm, I'm all over that one. It's in the bag already. <laughs> Five months out. I'm, I'm like Man City's wrapped it up at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we do talk about the action, let's say hello to a few people in the chat room. Dan says, hooray, lad. Uh, Jamie says, hooray, lad. Uh, Tug says, Dan, my favourite. You never say that to me, Tug, and you just sent me a message on WhatsApp, so I see how it is. Cheese uh, <laughs> is in. He says, it's Dan the man. He also said hello to all of us a little bit earlier on. I'm just scrolling back. Uh, Jack Nolte is in. Tommy Tornado is in once again, as is Brandon, Jacob, uh, Matthew Macy. Uh, he says, evening, everyone. Did someone ask Dan Dawson to say something about the crowd on the pre-show? I'll be honest, I haven't watched the pre-show since the first day. Um, I was watching the NFL at this point because uh, I was in a fancy Super Bowl final tonight and that went yeah. terribly. Uh, well done to Brad from Online Darts. Uh, he beat me. Andrew says, evening, lads. Great night of darts, 100%. Um, who else in? Gargoyle Blaster is in. No one needs a first in tonight. That's a big shock for us here at Online Darts, but I'm sure she'll be about somewhere. I dread to think what the time is over there. Maliki and Kieran uh, are all in as well. So a big hello to all of you. Um, right, let's actually talk darts. We're, we're seven minutes in. Sam's up dinner. Hi, everyone, as well. So, yeah, hello. And Jamie says, is there a pre-show? Yeah, it's, it's the dart show. They do it live from the fan zone. Uh, it's normally broadcast across the PDC socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram Live, and YouTube, I believe. Tommy says he's missed one show. That means you've missed one less than I have, because I've missed two. Ooh. I've actually earned two. Uh, and Henry says, evening, everyone. What a night. Imagine not enjoying the darts. A hundred percent. If you didn't enjoy that tonight, there's been a lot of talk about fans and the crowd and everything else and who are proper darts fans. If you didn't enjoy tonight, you're not a darts fan. Not even not a proper darts fan. You will never enjoy the sport of darts if you did not enjoy the semi-final night tonight. It was absolutely superb. That is Correct. up there with as good as it will ever get. Semi-final time. Let's talk about it. Michael Smith is into his second PDC World Championship final in four years. Uh, he threatened to blow away James Wade. The scoreline got a little bit closer towards the end, but the bully boy saw it out in the end, Charlie. He started fantastically, and that mature, grown-up side of Michael Smith that we've been waiting to see for so long was evident once again, as it has been throughout the entire tournament, and at times he was he was just unplayable. Yeah, I mean, I keep waiting for him to slip up at, at times in this World Championship, and he's just not doing it. Um, when it matters, he seems to be hitting the double. I mean, 45 on the doubles across the game is, is pretty decent for him. And um, look, he could have run away with the game even even further. But in a semi-final, you've just got to get over the line no matter how you do it. And he'll be delighted that he's got through. Um, he's played a decent game. He'll be able to sit back and watch the, the right Anderson game. But the maturity that he's showing in the crucial times, I mean, Wade mounted a bit of a fight back towards the end. And he didn't worry. He didn't stress. He just took his time, took the chances when they came. Um, and this is a new Michael Smith that we're seeing. And look, he, he has to be... He has to be thought about for tomorrow because he's in a great bit of form and the maturity that he's showing is the maturity that you need to win a world championship. Yeah, it is indeed, Dan. And um, he was super frank. He did get a little bit edgy towards the end, perhaps, but that's expected when you're looking to go deep uh, with all the heartbreak that Michael Smith has been through. But he, he, this is the first time we've had the chance to talk to you. He just looks different this time, doesn't he? There's a different feel about him. 
Yeah, and and I think I suppose I'm, I'm a big Michael Smith fan, and I think when you've watched a lot of Michael Smith, you almost wait for that part of the match where where you think, well, when's it, when's he going to wobble? When's he going to wobble? I know he's going to wobble. When's he going to come? And 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 tonight he looked completely solid, and I think I think that's probably because you know without going too far into it, he did have weight at arm's length for for all of the match. Um, at no point was there anything really going on in the game that, that you sort of thought would have pushed Smith to a bit of a wobble if he was going to have one. Um, every time it, it looked like it was coming, he just seemed to have just enough to just keep it at bay and just push it back. Um, whether or not he can do that in the final, I, I don't know, because I, I think where the test of Michael Smith's mentality will be and, and where we will really find out how how in tune his, his mind is with his game is, is when he's maybe two sets behind in a final. And then, then we'll really find out what, what where he's at, I think, which, which, which I just think is really exciting as anyone that enjoys watching him play. Um, because if he is there and if he comes through something like that and more so than if he just comes and smashes the, the final, but if he comes from behind the final and really finds some mental strength, Michael Smith is a dangerous prospect for the next... 12 to 18 months for anybody. He is well, longer than that. He's got a long, long time ahead of him in this game as the bully boy. I want to talk about the fact that he just kept James Wade at arm's length. The opening set, there was an opportunity there for James Wade to potentially break in that fifth leg. It, the, the difference in the averages at that point was ridiculous, but James Wade kept doing what James Wade does. Only he could have got an attempt to have a crack at bully boy in that fifth leg after being absolutely miles behind. Uh, he picks up the third set and you're like, mm, maybe here we go again. Um, but the, the fact that he was 2-0 up and then 5-1 up says pretty much everything about Bully Boy tonight, Charlie. Every time he sensed that danger, he snubbed it out. James Wade was one more set away on that comeback from making things really edgy. Smith sensed that moment and took the match out in that in that same sense as well. Yeah, and at these crucial moments of the of the tournament, you need to keep that distance because your game is 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 natural. There's going to be dips because it's a long set. It's a long set of form. We saw that tonight as well with Peter Wright. It's a long format. There will be dips in the game, but just that he kept that distance. He had the the one, two, three set advantage that he had over James Wade meant that he could afford he could afford that. But he still kept he kept mentally strong. He was putting the pressure on Wade. And those those averages in the first couple of sets were incredible. A 119 average in the second set. You know, that's that's blown Wade away. And then he comes in with a 110 and doesn't win the set. So the quality was there from both of them. And, and you know, on another day, it may have been different, but he's not squandering as many doubles as he used to. And he's not offering the chances that he used to. And that's why he's been as clinical as he is. And that's why he's sat in the final um, ahead of tomorrow. It is indeed. And Dan, that scoring power that Michael Smith possesses, just that raw ability, it's 59 180s in the tournament right now. He is 12 away in the final from matching Gary Anderson's uh, record in the tournament of 71 180s. Surely, even if this game's over 7 0, he's going to get an opportunity in 21 legs of darts to throw 12 180s. It's just what Michael Smith does. He's going to come close, isn't he? Gary Anderson could be losing two 180 records in, in, in 24 hours almost. I think he's, uh, they're, they're, they're tumbling. I think, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, my money would be on him to, to, to break it, win, lose or draw. I think, you know, even if he doesn't get over the line, I think that record is, 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 is absolutely going. Um, and, and that's what he does. His, his scoring power is absolutely ridiculous. And the way that he throws those darts, the speed he puts them together, and that's what, and, and it is exciting. And I, and I think, um, you know, that's why I think we're in, uh, it, it would have been, it would have been amazing, I think, to see a, a Gando Smith final tomorrow and the pace that that would have been played at. But I think, you know, Peter Wright isn't a slow player. And I think that, um, that, that, that the scoring power of Smith and the speed of Smith makes for a really exciting game tomorrow. It does indeed. I'm just trying to work out how many 180s Peter Wright is on. I think I've just got him to 54 without seeing how many he got in his second round game. So he too could be about to have a crack at that if he puts in a similar performance that he put in this evening. We will touch on that record though very, very shortly indeed. Um, Gents, a word on James Wade. It, it has not been his best tournaments performance-wise that you're ever going to see from the machine. He, he looked a far better player when he won the UK Open earlier in the year. 
he doesn't really enjoy the event. He doesn't enjoy the format, and he's never really gotten with the venue either. Ever since that um, colossal comeback from Adrian Lewis um, over a fair few years ago, um, you feel perhaps that this was his chance to to break that hoodoo to get into a world final that a career of his stature deserves. I, I don't think anybody can deny that, Dan. But it, it just fell short once again to a player who scoring power is the massive difference yeah and i but i do and i, and I yeah and I, and I sort of think yeah this was his probably his biggest chance looking at who's left in the tournament uh, and looking at the way the draw opened up i think you know a lot of people said within three four days of this tournament you know the draw immediately started to open up for james wade and, and everyone sort of thought well this is his biggest chance but but then at the same time if you look at how he's played and you look at you know, really the sort of the performance he's put in, which in terms of what he's capable of and, and, and nowhere near, you know, it's been a sort of bang average version of James Wade that we've seen for most of the tournament. And then I sort of think, well, is there a more James Wade thing to do than to bang average your way through to a world semi-final? Just playing, you know, all right. And then, you know, get into the set. And, and that, so I sort of think, well, Yes, it'd be, you know, it, it, it's lovely, isn't it? As a dancer, it's great to see, you know, because, because because how amazing would it be to restart the debate about the greatest player not to win a world championship? You know, we could have that all over again, couldn't we? We could do that, for, you know, that, we could have all next year on that if he'd managed to win one this year. But, um, but I, I just think it's the most James Wade thing ever to just grind a semi-final out playing absolutely bang average, doing nothing particularly exceptional. Um, but he's he's going to, barring something really exciting tomorrow, he's going to sort of maintain his, his his ranking. He's still hovering around that top five mark. He's going to be well seeded into tournaments for next year as ever. You know, he, he's still there or thereabouts. And, and and as long as he keeps popping quarterfinals, semifinals, he's still going to be there. And, and you do think with James, it. it, it it's only a matter of time, isn't it? It's got to be. Surely, a player be, of that. It has to be, but we said the same about Terry Jenkins. We've said the same about Mervyn King, Dave Chisnell, Michael Smith for a long, long time. He's going to get his shot tomorrow. Just a little bit concerned that perhaps it might not happen for the machine. You look at the youngsters coming through now. I've been massively impressed with Callum Rids, Bradley Brooks, Willie Borland, Luke Humphreys, Dimitri Vandenberg. A different breed of darts player right now. And Perhaps the opportunity for James Wade to lift that Sid Waddell trophy may have come and gone. Charlie, I guess one more thing on the machine before we we hear from Michael Smith about his performance. There's been a lot of talk about potentially going in the Premier League, especially not in our WhatsApp and the persona and the character that James Wade is not being entertaining. But there is more than one way to win a darts match. Mark Selby has proven that in a game of snooker as well. Not everybody has to be the flash, gung-ho, chuck-in centuries or ton scores, etc. to go and win games. And because of his ranking, because he won the UK Open, he still has to be there, doesn't he? Even if Michael Smith wins a title tomorrow and James Wade drops to world number five. Yeah, 100% he does. Um, and he's, he, I think some players are a little bit different to others as if we look at Michael Smith, we look at Peter Wright, who are big 180 hitters. They are box office players that people want to see. But but James Wade does the business. He gets the jobs done. You know what I mean? It's like in football when you win 1-0. Well, yeah. it, it, it's the same thing. You, you're through. You're winning games. Even if it's not the greatest to watch, it's still getting the job done. So I think James Wade deserves a spot in the Premier League. Um, he's in a really good position to do that. And look, he continues to be one of the best players in the world. It's just that he doesn't set the world alight and everyone doesn't love watching him. He's still doing the business and that's why I think he needs to he needs to be in the Premier League when they announce it. He is indeed. Phil Bars will be very, very happy knowing that Marcus Smith is in the world final though and that pretty much should get the man into the Premier League lineup himself. He's been calling for it all year with our bigger fan. He is of Bully Boy. Let's hear from Marcus Smith then in his post-match press conference. Without Gary, I'll probably, be, I'll probably work in a factory or somewhere. I was playing the PDC for two years before Gather, but I wasn't ever playing UK Opens. That my mum and dad had five, six jobs, and I think back then it was uh, seventy-five or hundred pounds to enter a tournament. And if you're playing six, it's six, seven hundred quid plus your hotels plus everything. And then I think I brought both my hands Christmas Eve. 
that was a while but when I was 19 and I come back and I won my first tournament and I was like get in but I went out and bought a car for we need this we need the car to do it and then Gary asked me he said can I take over I was like yeah of course can <laughs> so he paid all my entry fees which was like about five or six grand back then and I went all over the world I did everything and yeah without him I don't I, I know I put all the work in myself I never practiced with Gary it was only when we went like minor or something and he obviously lives close there I put all the hard work in myself, but without his funding and stuff like that, I don't think I'd be enough. To play him in the final would be great. I'll, I'll always thank him, I'll never fall out with him. We've, we've gone separate uh, separate ways now, I have a new team, a management team. But that was always, the, was always the case, he helped me out, I thanked him greatly. And it was a thing being just on my own for a bit now. So. Interesting words from Bully Boy. Clearly an awful lot of respect between the two. Um, but I think actually maybe fortunately for Bully Boy, he will not take on Gary Anderson in the PDT World Championship final. We've seen what happens when you give your opponent a little bit of respect in that final. Peter Wright doing it to Phil Taylor, most famously, at the <coughs> match play in Phil's <coughs> final ever uh, trip to the Winter Gardens. Uh, Bully Boy will, in fact, take on the former one-time champion of the world, not two, Peter Wright, after an absolute classic encounter between the Scottish teammates, or former Scottish teammates, obviously Gary Absence from that World Cup team this year. Uh, Peter Wright defeating Gary Anderson 6-4, Dan, in an absolute humdinger of a semi-final. It was just lovely. Combined, these two is my favourite session of darts ever, I think. It has been so good. Yeah, you know, it was it was just lovely for you know for the second time this week. I've been what's been amazing. So I I'm always banging the darts drum and trying to find trying to get people who don't watch darts to watch darts. And and what was amazing was tonight I got a text message off a friend who's never watched darts. You know, he doesn't watch darts. He's isolating with COVID. And I said, right, this is what you need to watch on the television tonight. And he texted me tonight and he and he just said, I'll get it now. I understand. Like, I understand why you think this is absolutely amazing. And it was just, uh, uh, just absolutely tremendous. And, and in, in, I mean, you know, at 6-4, at first, so at 3-0, and in fact at 3-1, I'd already, like, scribbling some notes down for a bit of a chat tonight. And I, was, and I almost thought, so the first game I found slightly underwhelming, just because... He, 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 James Wade was so he, he was always at arm's length and it never really got excited enough and, and I, at, at sort of 3-1 I thought oh it's going to be another one it's going to be underwhelming and then all of a sudden this game just seemed to kick into in, in, uh, another gear and we know these guys have both got gears that they can work through um, but all of a sudden it just got absolutely amazing that like, Peter Wright throwing 24 180s um, which does break Gary Anderson's record, I believe. I think is that for yeah. 180s in a single match at the World Championships, um, which is pretty cool. But like, I don't know. There was something amazing. Like when Gando was three 0 down to Ian White, um, and, and 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 he come back. You know, when that three one went in, you know, this starts to look a little bit exciting. I don't know. A lot of it is so. When you look at the legs, like the legs tonight was tight. Like twenty-two to twenty was was Peter Wright twenty-two legs to Gary Anderson's twenty. What I think Peter Wright did really well tonight was his timing was unbelievable. Is when he managed to take those breaks and 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 quite what he was doing was he was breaking first legs of sets and and it just it just meant that Gary Anderson whilst playing superbly. Always having to fight, and it wasn't just that he was a. It wasn't just he was. He was fighting because he was behind. It's just that when Peter was breaking early in sets, it was just. It was always an uphill battle for Gary, even playing the level he did. But it, it made for an absolutely tremendous game. It really did. Yeah, and it made for a brilliant watch, Charlie, because um, the pace they play that they both just got on with it. There was absolutely no antics. Look, Wright is not the fastest player in the world, but he plays at a very rhythmic metronomic rate gary anderson's action looked a million dollars tonight as well um and like i said the 180s are absolutely flowing possibly my favorite tweet of the night or, or two tweets are from matt Edgar. now we don't tend to give him a lot of credit on this show but he put 37 180 so far someone get george noble a throat sweet who also his voice cracked during one of them i found that incredibly <laughs> hilarious um 
40 seconds. It took 40 seconds for this tweet to be updated by two more 180s. That was the standard tonight. It took 40 seconds to go from 37 to 39 180s in a match of darts. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think it took the crowd quite a while to get into this game and, and to warm up to both the players. But once the game started to kick into gear, this was unbelievable. And um, yeah, George Noble, some of them, I don't even think he managed to, to tell the crowd what the players were on because they were so quick and the momentum was... There was such a momentum shift that they were at the hockey straight away. They were throwing the darts. The game was done. Next game. It was it was brilliant. And the shift between the two players to... To, to you know, to for Peter Wright towards the end to show that he was looking like he, he was fatiguing a little bit. Did we could we see a last set and then he just managed to get over the line? But fair play to Gary. That was that was some performance from him to match Peter Wright um, and to turn up like he did when he when he could have easily, you know, been blown over after being three 0 down to come back and and to keep him with it within the game was was exceptional. But the one eighty hit in his was brilliant. And it, and it wasn't a case of Gary just sort of bowing down and saying, well, he's just going to throw him off. He actually matched him on a lot of occasions. It was just a couple 180s here and there that, that he didn't manage to, but that was exceptional. And, you know, if Peter Wright can bring his 180 hitting with Michael Smith tomorrow night, we could be seen for more records being broken. Yeah, that, this time last year, we were sat here discussing um, Gary Anderson having a few pops at Wayne Mardle throughout his <laughs> conquest to a, yet another world final. Obviously, he lost that to uh, Gerwin Price, told everybody he was going to go away, work really hard, he was going to stick around for a long, long time. The performances and the attitude throughout the year haven't really backed that up. But the minute he's rocked up to the Alexandra Palace, he's looked like the old Gary again. The action for the last, for the quarterfinal and the semifinal, I don't think I've seen Gary Anderson action look that good since about 2016 or 2017. It was absolutely unbelievable in, in full flow. And you just wish right now that he took the rest of the tour a little bit serious for a couple more years. We understand he's, he's a family man. He has different priorities in his life. But just give it a couple more years and then those priorities can can be yours for the rest of it. You won't have to worry about the dark side of it. Just imagine every venue, even Barnsley Metrodome, is the Alexandra Palace and just turn up and, and beat people for fun because he's so good at it. He just wants to play a dance club. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, there were times this week when I genuinely don't think he wanted to play darts. Well, I think it's, um, I don't know, I think, do you know, sometimes I think there's a lot, of, you know, I think sometimes he wants to, he, he doesn't realise how much he wants to win sometimes until he's actually in a game. I think, I think Gary Anderson walks to the, I think he walks to the stage not knowing if he, if he really wants to be there or not. And it goes sort of going through the motions. And I think he almost needs to be a few legs in before he, he sort of thinks, I have, no, I'm, and, and I don't know if he really wants to win or if he just doesn't want to be beaten. I think that's, you know, I, I'm not sure where his inspiration is. I think there's an element of it that I'm not, I'm not even sure he's that bothered about winning. I think sometimes he gets in a match and he just thinks, I don't want to lose this match. I don't want to get beaten. I'm on the telly. I don't want to, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get beaten on publicly. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to beat this guy. And I, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of that. I think, um, I don't know. Yeah. He's had moments of brilliance, you know, obviously after the world championships last year. Um, and he, he, he made a lot of promises, uh, or, you know, as to what the year would hold going forward. Um, I, I think, I don't know, I think he's probably pretty happy with the year that he's had. Um, because because he's because he's not too fussed. <laughs> I, think, I don't think he's going to be too gutted. I think he'd be happy as Larry with the semi-final and, 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 you know, he'll go off and do what he wants to do. He'll be fishing his time next week, happy as Larry. He's a happy well, man, isn't he? He threatened earlier in the week that if he misses holiday, people are going to be in trouble. Interesting stat that Phil just popped up for us. Gary has won 1.3 million just at the world. He also this evening hit his 500th 180 at the Alexandra Palace since 2010. In 12 years, okay, the man's only ever been not been past the last 32 once, but his, the depth he goes gives him so many games. But you think how often, if his record is 71 180s, in a tournament, but he's in 500 in 12 tournaments. That is ridiculous. It, it's just, it's just mad from Gary Anderson. And we all just wish that he, he put a little bit more focus and a little bit more time and effort perhaps 
into the game. We have to, though, talk about Peter Wright, obviously, because the man is into another world final. He is on track to defend the prize money he won at the Alexandra Palace two years ago. Um, Charlie, we've been talking about just how good Michael Smith's composure is and, and how he's so much more mature in those key moments. Peter Wright has that experience and more, it seems. He just just doesn't ever look like he's going to falter. Yeah, and I think that may that may be the difference tomorrow. It, it really does depend, as, as Dan mentioned. It'll be interesting to see if Peter Wright does, you know, race away early doors and, and, and how Michael Smith will come back from it. But that's what they said tonight when, when Peter Wright was streaming up against Gary Anderson, that Gary wouldn't, wasn't too bothered. It, you know, it's a long formatted game. You can still pull your way back into it. You know, that's the way that it, it kind of goes. But Peter Wright's been there, he's done it, and he knows how to get over the line. And that, that may be the difference between the two. But look, his scoring power is it's getting better and better this tournament and you know tonight was exceptional and that was the real difference between the two players because you couldn't really split them apart um, in terms of percentage on the doubles either both of them were very similar to each other I think there was about one percent in it between the two um, so look a really good game um, and as Dan said there's two legs um, that Peter Wright, Peter Wright won over over Gary Anderson but um, look, it's just going to be. It's, it might be down to experience tomorrow. That that's that'll probably be the difference. But it's whether both players can bring their A game and, and and it gets to that stage because you know that's what we want to see, don't we? we want to see a final that's 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 neck and neck all the way. Um, but Peter Wright's in some form at the moment, and you know he was really impressive tonight. Yeah, indeed. And Dan, look, it's not a conversation about Peter Wright unless we mention the fact that the man once again changes equipment. He swapped two longer points this time. A uh, slight change in the flight as well. Not not the most significant change, but enough to make a difference to the dart. It changes the centre, uh, the balance point of the dart for one. So he's holding it slightly further back to get the same. The 180 scoring obviously seemed to work. I thought in the early moments, he was still a little bit edgy on the Dublin, trying to find his range. The darts weren't quite going in as straight as you'd expect it if he's got the group in. But look, the barrel itself, once he picked that up this tournament, the same barrel that he used to win the match play with, it, it, it's just a, it's just a match made in heaven, surely. It, it, it is, and and, the, and, and, it, and it's bonk because he seems to hate them. He hates those barrels. He really dislikes them. But but he picks them up, and magic happens. And and yeah, I think there was there's some slight changes to 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 points, and I think slightly longer stems as well. Yeah. Um. And and, and I think he so he, he we got a fairly honest interview, I think, about his about his equipment after the match with Peter, and, and he said there's. I think he was right saying there was moments of absolute brilliance tonight where everything flowed absolutely perfectly. And there was moments where he was a bit up and down. Um, but, you know... I think you get that with a longer he, dart, by the way, because your your misses become bigger. I think when, when the dart becomes longer and the balance becomes off and it's different to where it was before, you've got a smaller dart, it flies through the air a little bit straighter. You've got so much more deviation with a longer dart. That's always a little bit inevitable if you start losing your way. That's it, and I, and I, but I just think Peter Wright with those barrels in his hand is 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 magic. Um, it, it it really really is, and 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 it, it baffles me why he finds them so so awful to throw because he he does some magnificent things with them, and I do think that you know I sort of think I, I'm I've got no problem with Peter Wright tinkering away with equipment. Whilst he's holding those barrels, he can tinker those barrels, and he can you know he can mess about with stems and flights and points all he wants because I just think well that's put he's he's refining that and that 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 is that's what it should be he should be refining what he's doing instead of going for something completely bonkers and and, and you know he might as well have thrown a welly at the ball those first set he was uh, he was flinging early in this tournament but it all seems to have come together now for him. Yeah, Charlie, it feels a long, long time ago. This is night number 15 of the fallout bar, but um, Gary Anderson and Peter Wright both started this tournament with different barrels, both citing the same reason, that despite that they knew they could play with their straight barrels, they don't like them. Matt Rankin spoke on behalf of Gary Anderson when he had the new barrel saying uh, he's always preferred his scallop one. They go better in practice, but he's never been able to put it up on a match stage, despite all the success that Gary's had with a straight barrel. Peter Wright started with those Simon Whitlock-style ones that have just been released by Red Dragon with a slightly different grip on it. Again, saying he couldn't throw the World Match Play ones. He didn't like them. 
I don't care what they like. They have to throw what they're good with. That's the difference in sport. I like bright pink football boots. Not going to make me play any better than the ones I've got normally. Sort of thing. Pick what you're good with. Surely I've bought some top new level sport. shoes. I don't know. I, I've bought some new running And they haven't made you into been, Usain Bolt yet. Being tomorrow. I'll probably knock out 10k if they're any good, won't I? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. That's how it works, man. There's plenty of people online, by the way, that will buy darts left, right and centre, thinking it makes a difference then. Throw what you're good with. Um, but yeah, we're all set for a really, really intriguing final. Uh, we haven't got Peter Wright in the back end yet. I'm just waiting on PB to potentially do some magic. Um, he says three minutes. So before we move on, I did tease this a little bit earlier and it absolutely nothing to do with the fact that I've been smashed in an NFL fantasy tonight. So I'm going to make myself feel better. Here is the Online Darts League Fantasy for the PDC World Championships. I have absolutely no idea how I'm even going to attempt to pronounce that. That's clearly just a random combination of numbers and letters. And if they were to win, I'm not sure how we'd get in touch with them either via social media. Uh, but the leader in our league does have a hundred, uh, 426 points. Uh, they still have Peter Wright involved in the final, but they captain Gerwin Price who has been knocked out. James Wade, Gary Anderson have also fallen. Steve Cadman has been up in the top five throughout this entirety. He's a player from the World Seniors. I, I know his son for university as well. Uh, he had Gerwin Price as captain, but he does have Peter Wright still in the hunt. Uh, that is the only player he's got left. Sean Adams has nobody remaining in the tournament. He's currently third, but will not improve on his position how costly could that be and then oh look that that's me in fourth with peter right as a well, triple captain rubbing his hands there and michael smith still to play is that a triple captain peter right i see i'm 42 no i can't even count 6 16 26 42 points behind the leader and have to hope that the triple points that peter right picks up and michael smith is more than what peter right scores on his own tomorrow and then um the prize will be coming straight to me pb that's how it works surely <laughs> he's saying yes i'm not sure that's how i'll just i'll just take braggy rights whoever hey wins. Cole, don't forget don't forget i i actually i put an extra prize on don't forget for this one. dinner at your house yes dinner at my house pb Why? will you pay my train fare when i win and i get to go to dan's for steak night i'll pick you up that's a thumbs up I'm sorry, folks, if you sat watching this, but I'm off to Dan's in the Northeast, the proper Northeast, Charlie. New Year, new me and all that. Look at his face <laughs> drop. <laughs> but I'm off to Dan's for dinner in the Northeast. <laughs> off to Dan's for a Parmo. For a par I've never tried a Parmo, but I'm going to have to go up there. Scott Mitchell, one of the team, is also still in the hunt, by the way. He has Smith as captain. I'm not sure if that's tripled or the fact he's got... 76 points from this game week makes me think he may be, but his absence of Peter Wright might be an issue for him. Uh, they've just got Peter Wright. They've got Peter Wright and Michael Smith, but obviously start behind. I'm just trying to look if anybody has... Charlie, have you only got two players? Did you not make any adjustments this week? Oh, mate, do It's been... I've come logged back in for some reason. So I haven't been able to find out how I'm doing. Oh, chat. Well, yeah, you're yeah. currently 10th from 362. You have Peter Wright, you had Gerwin Price as captain, and you've only had two players. Mate, to it be fair, I think 10th like... is not a bad is not a bad effort. Yeah. And then Liam, one of the team also, is just two points behind you, but he does have Peter Wright to play tomorrow as captain. So it looks like he's going to overtake you. Can we spot anybody else? Tom Beresford, a very good journalist. He's in 18th. Philip Wolf also, we've borrowed plenty of his stats over the years. Oki Balboa, Juanita, Juanita's in 29th. Uh, there was only four points difference between me and Juanita at the start of this third section. But, and there's Lee Boyce, look. A quick mention, by the way, to Lee and Cam, who were both in the venue tonight as fans. Of course, Sky Sports Boyce was seen on the big screen. That man absolutely knows how to get on camera. Just wear a hideously garish shirt. Um, but he did have the online darts face mask on also, so we'll let him off. Cam was sat at the back of the venue also. 
Um, I hope you both had a fantastic evening. I know that Cam had cracked open a bottle of champagne on his train journey at about 11 o'clock this morning. So he's definitely had an enjoyable day um, off the back of a big win yesterday. Um, I have just been told that Peter Wright is uploading, folks. So here we go. We're going to hear from Peter right now in his post-match press conference. A reminder that the interviews are available in full on our YouTube channel. Head there after you've watched this show or listen back um, and you can see them both in full. This is Peter Wright in his post-match press conference. It was just, just down to practice and uh, obviously uh, just obviously I'm getting fat and uh, too much weight and everything. It's just, uh, it's just like a build-up of liquid underneath uh, my kneecap and I've just felt it yeah, it wasn't it wasn't comfortable uh, uh, the other day, uh, so I just put. Lucky enough, I brought one of those knee straps with me that I've used in the past because it's uh, played up before, and uh, uh, I've just had it on throughout that whole well, all afternoon today and for that match, and I've still got it on now. And it's just it's on fire at the moment. <laughs> The fact that Peter Wright has just pulled off that performance with an inflamed knee of 104 average, 42% on the doubles and two at 24-180s is quite frankly ridiculous as an injured man. Um, gents, let's then look ahead to tomorrow. It is Michael Smith versus Peter Wright. A first world title for Michael Smith or a second for Peter Wright that will keep him firmly in the hunt, by the way, for the world number one spot. A title tomorrow for Peter Wright would put him £15,000 behind Gerwin Price, a figure he can catch up by the end of February, I believe, due to Pro Tours. That would be very interesting indeed. If not, he would remain uh, £300,000 behind and he'd have to wait most likely for at least the match play, if not beyond. Uh, best of 13 sets. Charlie is the one that's been here throughout the majority of the tournament. I'm going to come to you first. Who lifts the Sid Waddell trophy? It's a tough question. Um, it, it really could that's go That's why I ask him, mate. We're not here for yeah. an easy ride. <laughs> well, to be honest, you always do this. Every single time I, I get the, the short Why score. are you surprised? Why are you surprised that I'm yeah, asking you the question? I'm, I'm not even surprised, to be honest, anymore. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's going to be... It's going to be this couldn't go either way. Um, I just think the experience of Peter Wright in the final may just have, have too much of a bully boy. Um, I'm going to go with Peter Wright to win 7-5. Uh, but having said that, I wouldn't, I would also, I wouldn't mind um, Michael Smith getting over the line as well. I, I, really, for me, this is a win-win because I, I like both players. Um, I just think Peter Wright might just get over the line um, and he wins it 7-5. Yeah, interesting what you said there, and I'll, I'll touch on that in a minute. I'll, I'll ask Dan for your prediction first. How do you see this one going? Um, I'm, I'm, um, Michael Smith wins seven four, I think. Um, and I, if I'm honest, I think he goes ahead early. Uh, I think, I think he goes ahead early, and I think it's a little bit like tonight's match against James Wade. I don't, I don't predict. A particularly knife-edge, exciting final. I think Michael Smith starts early, keeps Peter Wright at arm's length, and and sort of as long as his head doesn't go, wind the sort of puts it to bed. And I think the only way that doesn't happen is if we see the sort of if we see the Peter Wright that averaged 110 in a match play and put Michael Van Gerwen out then Peter Wright wins. I just don't think Peter Wright can find that Peter Wright tomorrow. And I think Smith just outscores him. Interesting. I, I like the observation about keeping Peter Wright arm's length, but I'm also worried that the difference in scoring power between what Peter Wright can produce and what James Wade can produce. Peter Wright can mm. reel off a set in 30 darts. A little bit extreme, that'd be three tens, but 30, less than 35 darts. I'm not really sure James Wade has that in his locker at the minute, and Marcus Smith might be caught off guard a little bit by that. We saw James Wade hit back with a couple earlier. Yes, he responded pretty quickly, but if somebody takes a set off you averaging it with 35 darts instead of James Wade doing it in 46, 47, 
uh, taking you to, to every leg in the set where you're still in with it. If, if someone blows you away in a set, it can be a little bit difficult to find your feet and respond, especially in a very, very big occasion. Um, I do want to touch on what you said, Charlie, about it, it not bothering you who wins. And I think I'm very much the same in this. I think I was since last night, actually. Once the final four were there, look, we try to be as neutral on this show as possible. Clearly, we have players that a lot of us watch or are fans of. Dan, I understand that your son is now a James Wade fan and I couldn't be prouder of the little lad after his heartbreak with Duzza throughout the year. I know you're not too chuffed with it, but I'm oh, mate, as soon as he, more than welcome to be a house guest of mine. He's six. He's 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 so he couldn't care less. As soon as he got beat, he pinned it. Like oh. he's up. See, he's gone tonight. Before he's gone to bed, he's combed his Peter right wig, ready for tomorrow. Like he's he's. I'll let him he, have that. He supports whoever's winning, lad. Don't you worry about that. But uh, to the, back to the point. Before I started bragging about the fact there's another one in the James Wade club. Even from the final four, I think this lineup had very much a feel of. Is it Michael Smith's time? If he doesn't win it tomorrow, will he get back there? The exact same with James Wade and the legacy that perhaps he should have had. Gary Anderson, his record here is fantastic, but we know how easy he can just switch off. Will he ever get back there again? Would tomorrow? Would a win tomorrow have put him in the conversation of the top five all-time greats? I think he's already very much there, but would another world title tomorrow have put him in a conversation possibly even above Michael Van Gerwen for that conversation and Peter Wright? Again, not getting any younger, but it does make the battle for world number one next year very, very interesting. All four, I think, are quite likeable characters. Some will disagree with at least one of those, if not a couple. But I'm very much at that point where the issue I've got tomorrow is not picking a winner. It's I don't want the other person to lose. And I think that's been the same since the final four announced. I, I didn't want there to be a, a loser in the final because I'm just not sure where they're going to get. That being said... Obviously, I do have to give a prediction. That's the way this this show works. Michael Smith has looked set for it to be his time throughout this entire tournament. But I don't think it will be. I think it'll be yet more heartbreak for Michael Smith. He has looked superb. He's looked brilliant. But I still... look The experience, the scoring power that Peter Wright can then match with, and I just think he's got that little bit more... The experience he's got of staying calm in that moment... Michael Smith has shown it in this tournament all the way up. He, beating Gerwin Price under the most intense pressure in the quarterfinals was superb. But that wasn't a world championship final. And there's a difference. There's a level to it. And the, the scar tissue that Michael Smith has from losing in finals that Peter Wright had before he finally got over the line in spectacular fashion against um, Michael Van Gerwen a couple of years ago. Don't get wrong, Michael Smith could 100% go and do what Peter Wright did a couple of years ago, but I just feel like Peter Wright, I just got that air about him that if things start to go wrong for Michael Smith, Peter Wright could run away with it very, very comfortably. So I'm going to say Peter Wright wins. I think he wins 7-4, although, again, the issue I've got is if this goes to a last set and one of them loses in a last set because neither of them will deserve to lose in 13 sets, it'd be great for us to sit and watch the action for that long and every other record that would go, but one of these two losing in a final set would be absolute heartbreak for them. Um, so, yeah, that is our predictions. Phil, you're in the background. Give us a give us a little type into chat who you think will win the World Championship. We know how much of a Michael Smith fan you are. I can see you trying to get the screen up. Head versus heart. Head says... Peter Wright, Hart wants Bully Boy to win it. Which way are you going to go, Ginge? <laughs> Smith, 7-5. He's gone, Hart. Of course he has. Phil Burr's the big softie that he is. Uh, mm. Hello to our friends, by the way, from the weekly darts cast. I said, I think Smith gets two TV titles next year. 2023. And then you did correct yourself, he said, this year. Rather, um, it has been a great show as Always, guys, you've absolutely hit the nail on the head now. And Craig just snuck in with one more um, prediction. Smith, 7-5. Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure and honour to sit here and discuss with you one of the greatest sessions of darts that I can remember as a fan. Um, but that does bring to an end our Fallout Bar coverage for the PDC World Championships 
this year or, or for this tournament. I get the tournament bridges over two years. Um, a massive, massive thank you to our friends at Boyle Sports for all of their uh, sponsorship help and coverage throughout this tournament. Working with them has been absolutely amazing. We will see them one more time for the Live Lounge on Tuesday. So there'll be no instant reaction tomorrow after the World Championship final. We'll have an interview with the player and likely a media sit-down day with them on Tuesday as well. No fallout bar tomorrow because that will be the content we use for Tuesday night's Live Lounge. We're starting on Tuesday this year and then it will return to Mondays the week after. Um, so Yankee Clipper, we're not on tomorrow after the match, but we will be on Tuesday night from 8 till 10 in our usual slot. Myself, PB and Lee Boyce back as the trio that we are bringing in the new year. Um, Marcus also says, can't wait for our Q-School coverage. We'll be uh, dropping details of that oh, very, say, very soon. Uh, the fact that the Lakeside uh, BDA, uh, WDF World Championships has moved has actually opened up a lot of effort, a uh, lot of opportunity for us guys. Now we don't have to split our coverage throughout that and, and split our workload. So that's actually worked in our favour a little bit. Charlie, you've been here for an awful lot of this coverage, mate, and you've absolutely smashed it this year. You thoroughly deserved, um, as did all the team, by the way, the, the gift that Phil sent us. Although I understand you enjoyed yours a lot more than the rest of us. Uh, yeah, shake your head in shame, lad. Um, we'll save that story for another day, though. Chat room, you guys have been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. For all of you that have been in here this evening and throughout this PDC World Championships, chatting with you guys has been absolutely amazing. Obviously, without you, we would not do this show. Dan, thanks for rocking up last minute and stealing the show and getting all the responses in the chat room. No one ever greets us like that, mate, but you've absolutely smashed it once you've got the Bring the big working. guns in for the big matches, don't we? That's what we do. <laughs> Something like that. Definitely. And thanks to PB in the background. Ginge has been in the Big Brother house route, uh, smashing it with all of the interviews uh, from the PDC. Hello, Phil. Hey, Not sure. there he is. <laughs> you can tell he's got uh, moderator access as well. Um, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And a cheeky nod, by the way, to the world seniors. Uh, get over and follow them across all of... Um, their social media platforms as well. They've currently got a competition giveaway for um, some Phil Taylor darts and cases that's running across all three platforms. Absolutely not because I'm the person behind that account right now, but because the World Seniors is in February and we're all very, very much looking forward to that one indeed. Um, that is the end of tonight's show. Uh, big love to everybody that has joined us throughout and we will hopefully see everybody on the live lounge on Tuesday night, wherever you choose to watch the PDC World Championship final tomorrow. We hope you enjoy this show and we'll speak to you very, very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 